Welcome again to Great Takes Less Filling by The Daily Gopher. I am Chris, Goayu Fur, and with me as always is U Street. Hey, y'all. All right, let's just get this out of the way. You have a question that you want to ask me, I am quite sure. I do, I do. Yesterday, I feel as if there was moisture coming from the sky, and you were at the football game. Is that correct? I was indeed at the football game. Was was there moisture coming from the sky? Like, say, heavy rain for an extended period of time that may have moved to snow? It, there were actually several types of moisture coming from the sky, and they even fell um, together at the same time. If you were watching on TV, you may have reached a point where, if you were still watching in the second half, you felt like, boy, it sure looks like it's snowing really hard. And while there was definitely snow falling, those big flakes were like one-tenth of the total precipitation falling at that point. So you really had one part giant snowflake and nine parts rain. Or, or maybe one part giant snowflake, five parts rain, and uh, let's see, five plus four parts freezing rain. Um, little mini icicles smacking you in the face. So there was all, all kinds of precipitation yesterday. Why did you get bored being a normal water demon? So I've I've put some thought into this because I know I'm not a water demon because I'm not evil. Water demons are evil. And what I've realized is that I've been subconsciously trying to summon Captain Planet. I've been trying to... try. I chose water as my first skill, apparently. Yesterday, I also mastered wind. Uh, I, I, without thinking about it, I've been mastering fire for years because I wear Zubas, and those are amazing. Uh, I stayed through almost the entire game yesterday, so heart, obviously, taken care of. Uh, we are just Earth away. I need to figure out how to master Earth, and Captain Planet can come in and uh, maybe improve our run defense. You know, give us some better gap responsibility coverage uh, before Wisconsin. So if anyone has any suggestions for how I can master the power of Earth uh, and bring Captain Planet to life to, to help us beat Wisconsin and ruin their college football playoff dreams, um, I'm all ears. In the comments, let me know. I, I would love to make that happen. I feel as if Captain Planet was playing for our team. He'd just drop a lot of passes. <laughs> well... I mean, is catching the ball, is that a key um, skill set required to help bring pollution down to zero? I don't know. It seems to be a key skill to scoring points. I mean, you could argue it's a, it's a key. It, it Certainly, um, audio pollution would go down to zero because Minnesota fans would stop swearing so loudly every time a pass got dropped. <laughs> See? Look at that. I, look, look at that transition. It is, it, is, it is hard for me to come up with a worse game that the Gophers played in the last decade. That includes the Brewster years. And if I'm really thinking hard about it, it might be the worst football game that I have ever seen. And I am under the age of 50, but I did definitely watch a variety of the Jim Wacker years. And I think that game might have been worse. So this is I'm going to just digress from what was originally kind of what we were going to talk about here just to make the, 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 the point I made on Twitter. I actually had a lot of fun yesterday. I, I don't know if I'd call it the worst game I've seen in my lifetime, but that was a really bad game, and I still had a lot of fun. 
Uh, and I had a lot of fun because I was there with a buddy who I hadn't gotten to see in like six months. Uh, who, by the way, completely non-affiliated to either team uh, and still uh, came out and sat through that. Uh, so uh, kudos to him. Good friend. Um, but because I hung out with Goldie a bunch and just generally decided, okay, I, I'm going to stop being upset. Like, there's no reason to be upset. We're going to lose this game and it's going to be bad. So let's just... Uh, uh, watch Goldie's antics. By the way, Goldie and the cheerleaders on the road. Excellent game of musical chairs was played uh, in the first half. Fantastic game of musical chairs. Um, and just generally find other things to talk about and enjoy and just enjoy hanging out with uh, with a buddy because, damn, that was a bad game. So, sorry, my digression here is, look, things suck sometimes. The Gophers suck sometimes. And that is not to say we should be okay with it or embrace mediocrity or stop caring or blah, blah, blah. Any of the things that people always throw out, somebody times somebody somebody says, just don't take it so seriously, and you always get those things back. No, it doesn't mean any of those things. It means don't make yourself miserable. If turning off the TV will make you happy because you know Minnesota isn't going to win, turn off the damn TV. You don't have to watch. You don't have to be miserable. Find your friends. Find your family. Go... I don't know, do the thing that you should have done on Saturday anyway and didn't do because football was on. Go do that thing. Feel a sense of accomplishment for, you know, grocery shopping or something. I don't care. There's just no reason to be miserable and a horrible person after a game like this. Be unhappy. Don't be satisfied. Team's got to get better. Blah, blah, blah. All those things are true. But those can be true without you having to make yourself miserable. Like, you can you can come at those in a slightly better headspace, and they can all still be true. Just don't be miserable. There's no reason for it. Yeah, just don't. It's a Minnesota. I don't know. It's not just a Minnesotan thing. I watch all sorts of fan bases do it on Twitter all the time. But Minnesotans seem to be especially good at just like, how can we make this the worst thing ever when all we have to do is not care for just a little bit? Like, care in our hearts, but choose to take a step back and give ourselves some distance and remove at that specific moment that the terribleness is happening and then be unhappy the next day. Because you know what? You'll be less unhappy and you can still be all the the riled up you want, but without taking it to the level of like just, I don't know, whatever I've been seeing sometimes this season. Which frankly, I think just get used to the fact that it's not always going to be as bad because I honestly don't believe it will be. That's me. All right. That's my that's my digression. Man, if I didn't know any better, I would think that that was a mediocre episode of Captain Planet right there. Well, except I didn't have anybody screaming out, you'll pay for this, Captain Planet. I suppose, actually, you know what? Somewhere, someone is writing an angry missive to me on Twitter that will be the equivalent of, you'll pay for this, Captain Planet. It'll be, uh, gopher, golden gopher, you are embracing mediocrity. And that's the Twitter equivalent of you'll pay for this Captain Planet. So I got that part down at least. That was the greatest voiceover I've ever heard. Like you, you should be in Hollywood. Well, you know, there's, 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 there's a reason I do podcasts. I mean, I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for Disney to call me for that next like frozen two. What a, what a good villain. (laughs) (laughs) Let it, let it go. Let it go. Seems to be the mantra for, for gopher fans. Wow, and I hadn't even intended for that to be the connection, but you're right. You know what? 
I'll be the I'll be the uh, mediocre villain in Frozen Two that everyone can sing "Let It Go" to, and it can all be a metaphor for Minnesota fans after a bad loss. Disney, seriously though, I want royalties on that. Like, pay pay me my money. Yeah, they got killed. They got absolutely killed. I was for me for me the game was over early in the second quarter when Kobe McCray fumbled. And we're about to get into our frequent bit where Chris attempts to guess what the actual stats were of this game. But to discuss a little bit why I felt this was the case. Kobe McCurry fumbled on what was sort of a freak fumble in that the Northwestern defender hit him, hit the fumble perfectly with his helmet and the ball was wet and it skirted out. And it promptly skirted directly into a Northwestern player. So it took a weird bounce off the turf where it could have gone either way and went directly into a Northwestern player. Northwestern promptly goes back down the field and scores. And then either on that possession or the next possession, they all sort of blurred together into a nice stew of terrible. Clayton Thorson hit what they continually refer to as the super back as opposed to just his name, like normal humans, <laughs> I hit the super back on a legitimately really good pass, but a pass in the rain and sleet and grossness that hit his hands and bounced up and then bounced directly back into his hands. And he caught it, it was a good catch, and then he put it into the end zone for, for another touchdown. And at that point, the Kobe McCrary one was like, yep, this game is probably not going to go our way. And when that happened, it went, yep, because they can't even get lucky on how the ball bounces. And I don't think it was luck that Northwestern beat them 39 to nothing. If you turn the ball over five times, you will lose the vast majority of the time, and you tend to lose by a lot. But I have, when I say it was the worst game, certainly of the decade and possibly that I've ever seen the Gophers play, it was because all three phases, and I imagine Chris will get to this in a second, the fourth phase of Intangibles, Luck, and Zebras were uh, were not something the Gophers won. They lost every single phase. They even lost the punting phase. Ryan Santoso into the wind averaged something like 25, yard, 25 yards of punt, and they all looked ducky and awful. The Northwestern punter jacking it 40-some yards as if it was ain't no thing. At a certain point, it was, well, this one, this one is over. I can tell you that I wrote my rapid recap, and I even noted in the rapid recap, that I stopped writing it with about 13 minutes to go in the fourth quarter because on television, they started thanking all of the staff members who were working the game with 13 minutes to go. That's not an ideal sign uh, for the quality of the game. That is, that's for sure. Yeah, if you were in a Northwestern player or one of the fans in attendance, you really you didn't have a good game. Um, well, I mean, because here's the thing: BTN didn't have a good game. They decided to spend the entire time, I don't know, taking shots of the Northwestern strength coach, which led to the, one of the stupidest Twitter fights I've ever seen. Especially since you know the two people that ended up in the fight weren't actually fighting and didn't mean to be fighting. And as opposed to all of those Twitter fights that are not silly and are totally reasonable. <laughs> yeah. Such a dumb game. And yet, I still had a good time. See? You can do both. It can all come together. Would you like to talk a little bit about the game? I mean, Northwestern played well. Fans, I give you a heart for showing up. 
Um, that includes me, so I'm patting myself on the back. Everybody else? Nah. Nah, nah. Just forget it. Flush it. Move on. Well, before we move on, I have a couple of questions for you from the game. Okay, let's go. The first one does involve the Minnesota rushing attack. Did Minnesota break 100 yards rushing? Uh, no. So this is surprising. The answer is they did. And when I initially looked at this particular statistic, I assumed that my charting had gone wrong somewhere, and I'd accidentally given the Gophers a plus 40-yard run somewhere. But it turns out that Rodney Smith was, in fact, four yards away from his 10th 100-yard game of his career. Kobe McQuarrie had 10 carries for 69 yards, nice, with a long of 24. But, equally true, how many fumbles did the Minnesota running backs have? You know, this will be the easiest thing to remember, but I got to be honest. <laughs> I just stopped, stopped caring enough to worry that all the turnovers just sort of blurred together. I don't know. Are we talking fumbles uh, lost or total fumbles? Well, you we can actually both because the number is different. Total fumbles, four, lost, three. Is that right? Three and two. But the fact that you thought it was four and three, I think, is a good description of this game. Rodney Smith had two. Kevin McCurry had one. Croft threw how many interceptions? Uh, well, it would be the answer would be uh, three interceptions. Was three. So how many passes did he complete? Or a better way of saying this, did he throw more interceptions than completions? I feel like the answer actually is yes. It is. He completed two passes. But there's a little bit of an asterisk here. Because a lot of people did correctly say that Demery Croft played a bad game. I thought that his passes were being thrown late. He was staying in the pocket a little bit too long. He took a couple of sacks where he probably should have broke the pocket and just scrambled for a couple of yards. It is hard to complain too much about that in the sense that they're trying to keep him in the pocket. If he's in the pocket, he's clearly trying to go through his reads and make a play. The problem is, with Tyler Johnson out, his receiver's not super great. As we said, two receptions. How many dropped... Two receptions, not two interceptions. Two receptions. How many drops did the receivers have? And I'm even going to make this easy for you. Not the total, the multiplier. So how many more times drops to interceptions? Uh, that would be three. That would be that would be three times more uh, because I believe they had six drops. And uh, what's the great part is that had one of those drops not been a drop, uh, Minnesota A would have had a touchdown and not been shut out, and B Croft would have had one fewer interception. Yeah, Phil Power, who the last couple of weeks has had a pretty solid, solid couple of games, did not play particularly well. Rashad Still had one reception of 36 yards on the opening drive and then proceeded to drop three balls. It's not, um, that's not great, Bob. It's not great. There is a view that suggests, and I think it is reasonably accurate, that the receivers that you saw playing today will receive tremendously less playing time next year, either because they've graduated or because they have left the team, or because they are going to be buried on the depth chart by the redshirt freshman and the freshman coming in. And honestly, after the last couple of games, even the Nebraska game, 
where Demery played exceptionally well. Outside of Tyler Johnson and, to a lesser extent, Philip Howard, receiving court, not a whole lot to recommend. We Certainly there are some injuries there, but at the same time, the primary injury in the receiving core is to a freshman. Yeah, to a true freshman. I mean, I think, I think Douglas. I think Douglas comes back into that mix. At least, I'm making some bold assumptions there based off of the flashes he showed early in the season. Which, I mean, we're against not better defenses. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with that. So, given this final question, and this is mostly to drive something home. This is a this is a three part question. Oh, oh I, I hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. You have to go and do some like dissertation stuff as soon as we get off this, and now I get three part questions as a result. Bogus. Yeah. How many punt returns did Minnesota have yesterday? How many times did they receive a punt, or how many times did they not fair catch it? Apparently, how many times did they not fair catch it? I would assume zero. They all they always fair catch it. They always fair caught it. How many times did Northwestern return a kick? Uh, I don't know. What 50% of however many times we punted. So, a uh, kick return would be they put the ball on the tee. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you say did you say kick return or did you say punt return? I apologize. I said kick return. They did it once. Uh, the Northwestern punt return was 1 for 0 yards. So, I'm going to say there's probably some issue with ESPN statistics. But uh one consequence of the punt return, kick return, Minnesota kicking thing, just to redrive this home, Minnesota scored zero points. The last time Minnesota was in Evanston, how many points did they score? Oh, that would be a zero. Also be a zero. The Govers have, in fact, not scored a point in Evanston in, like, six seasons. Ew. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great. I got nothing. I got nothing else. I mean, I think you, I think you covered it pretty well. That's a that's a that's a depressing stat. All right. Well, let's 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 stop talking about Northwestern. That's enough Northwestern. Um, what are we here for next week? I mean, obviously, it's the border battle. Clearly, um, I, I, beating Wisconsin. We're here for that. I don't know that any of us are real thinking that's going to happen, but we're here for it. So, you know, uh, for, for me, because I don't actually think that's going to happen, I've decided to be here for something else. Uh, I, I'm here for everything Iowa-Nebraska. I'm here for Iowa fans uh, going way overboard, way overboard to lose uh, the loss to Purdue. I am also here for Nebraska fans. Uh, I, I saw a great tweet that Coronation ended up quoting. Uh, sarcastically, um, from a quote, small town lawyer and part time farmer, uh, who feels the power of God will bring Scott Frost to them and will raise, raise the program back. That doesn't sound like an urban farming hipster. No, that it didn't get raised that way. Like that's not what was written, but what was written is if you, there's no way to read it, but that God will. Give us Scott Frost and Nebraska football. We will, Nebraska football will be good again. So I am here for Nebraska fans everywhere to say really dumb things like that, and for me to laugh. I'm all about that. I'm I'm good for that. That's that will be my week. I think I'm here for my personal new Etsy store. 
we're actually turning the blog into this. It's uh, it's called Crying Attractions. We mostly do needlework of tweets calling players losers and quitters. <laughs> you know, I gotta now. I feel like I'm gonna have to go when we get off this. I'm I'm gonna have to go look and see if there's actually an app where you can type in text and have it appear as needlework. I am sure there is an app. Ours, of course. I have spent years, as you know, developing my knitting skills. And so I have decided to start creating. We have a variety of things. We have wool jumpers. We have scarves. We have those little face protectors things, except instead of, you know, the one that you have with Goldie's teeth, it is a uh, just a stream of tears running down. Oh, by the way, that's a great gift for the Iowa fan in your life following the Purdue loss. Yeah. See, we're we're not just, I mean, we are there for all Big Ten fans with our Etsy work. Everyone says that SB Nation doesn't pay their laborers. And I just have to say, have you seen our knitwear? (laughs) See, that's, we don't pay Alex, but we do make sure that he spends 10 hours a day knitting. So we just, you know, we, we operate a, we operate a sweatshop instead. Some people argue that it is a sweatshop. Chris described it to me as a growth opportunity. Well, you know, your, your calluses on your hands were kind of small. I figured they could grow a little if you just put in more time knitting. I feel like that's a short joke. Anyway, as I, as I, was, knitting, as I was knitting by the fire, uh, I chanced to take a look at some of the fan reaction to the team. I had a personal favorite one. You can actually buy this in the store. And, uh, and it reads, while down 39 points, a quarterback going out of bounds instead of getting trucked by a linebacker means he's quit. And put it over your mantle. You can give it to the irrational moron in your life who actually believes that statement. Whatever you want. And the reason why I refer to that person as an irrational moron is when you're down 39 points, you haven't quit. You've just gotten your butt kicked. There isn't really anything to do. If you're the starting quarterback, the specific play that we're referring to here is late in the game. Demery Croft was about third and forever because the Gophers were frequently in third and forevers because the Gophers were terrible on first and second down. But anyway, the Gophers try to pass the ball because, you know, insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. But why the hell not? You're down 39 points. Unsurprisingly, no one was open, so Demrycroft began to scramble. And on the television, what you would appear to have seen is that Demrycroft had one defender that he potentially could have juked inside, and then all of this green space. But instead, Demrycroft decided to go out of bounds, get about two or three yards, and punt the ball. And people referred to him as a quitter and team quitting in general is sort of strange because one Northwestern is a well-coached defensive team and in fact just off camera was a safety and a linebacker who would have been pretty excited to tackle him probably rather hard it was cold and wet but two they're down 39 points and if he gets the additional four or five yards instead of it being fourth and 12 or whatever it's fourth and eight which means they're still going to be punting into the wind And one of the things that does bother me from our fan base on occasion is the assertion that a bunch of people who are scholarship athletes, who wake up at 5 or 6 in the morning, 
who do a lot of weight training, who are practicing a lot, who are juggling academics and athletics. It's not to say that other people who are going the college experience are not doing similar things, but it is to say that if you are a scholarship Division I athlete, you are a shockingly hard worker because it's really hard to be a scholarship Division I athlete. You have to be really talented, you have to get lucky, and you have to work. These are the same people who, uh, the week prior, boat raced Nebraska, who are 5-5 five and five on the season at this point, have everything to play for, and they got beat. That doesn't make them quitters, that just means they got beat. I find it sort of annoying, as someone who's been following the program for a very long time, to see other fans who also ostensibly have either been following the program for a long time or are new, in which case welcome, who believe that the team that they are supporting somehow doesn't care more than they do. It's a weird holier-than-the-pope situation, where if any of these people were actually involved in that, they would recognize that those players care quite a good deal. Because a lot of these people were the same people making this argument earlier in the season that, like, Fleck didn't give a crap about the seniors. And, like, oh, the seniors are trying so hard and Fleck's just tanking. So it's sort of weird to me that the seniors just randomly quit when they had a chance to make a bowl game and cap their season off. That's my issue. Anyway, um, we have that whole rant on a woolen turtleneck. We used the turtleneck because we just needed a little bit more space. Oh, that, that might be my happiest moment ever recording this podcast. <laughs> we get to the end. Normally, we drop a, a, a nuclear fire sound uh, presented to you by Fallout 4. And instead, <laughs> it turns out we have a sweater that I didn't know about. Excellent. Well, I, for one, know what I'm asking for for Christmas. I hope you do as well. And with that... Move on. Get to your get get to the next week. It's uh, it's border battle week. It's Iowa and Nebraska Schadenfreude week. It's uh, purchase from our Etsy store week. Lots of things to look forward to, folks. And with that, go Gophers. Skyima, row the boat. <laughs>